This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell, and joining me in the studio today are the Toledo Symphony's president and CEO, Zach Vassar, principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue, and the TSO's director of marketing, Vanessa Gardner. Welcome, everyone. And we said it last week, but now the time has passed, so we, we are in the middle of 2022, the middle of the first week of 2022. <laughs> so a big happy new year, happy 2022 to everyone here. Happy New Year! Yeah, I that think was, you can do better. That was than a little. That. Yeah, come on, you can Let's do better again. than that. <laughs> Happy New Year! Excellent, excellent. Wow. That was well timed. Excellent. We're off to a good start. So uh, we have, you know, sort of the core group of uh, folks here, panelists in Toledo Symphony Lab today, and we have some things to talk about. In, in our New Year's episode, we talked about looking forward to what was going to happen in 2022. Now we're kind of looking back at the best of 2021, right? Mm -hmm. So the year is in the books. It's passed maybe a little bit better in some books than others for 2020. You know, we, we made some progress this past year. So what I would like to do is have some discussions about how uh, 2021 shaped up for all of us <laughs> and in general, right? So there's different points of discussion here. I've also got a quiz that is taken from different quizzes that we did last year, right? Uh -oh. So that kind of fits in this theme <laughs> of it's like, a sitcom, it's like a sitcom clips show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah it's, it's, it's just that the past comes back to haunt me again. It's like it's like losing again for the first time. And I, and I do have some clips, indeed. So can this you is change a, my answers in I, the past? You, you I, yeah, can I can change them. I can change them later. Shot. It'll be like you'll answer, and then you know, and then you'll, all I'll of hear a sudden, myself answer incorrectly. Yeah, twice or you'll right. hear me like doing my exact impersonation. Can I hear that? Yeah, no, I have to work on it. We'll figure it out. You can hear it like everybody else when we do the edited podcast, right? When we, we don't edit our podcast. Are we doing this backwards? I know, I'm sorry I wasn't with you guys last week, but shouldn't we have looked back on 21 in 21 and forward to 22 in 22? Well, no, we're looking backwards because 21 is already finished, so we can look on it. 22 so we had to get through all of 21 in order to look back on it. Yeah. Because something must have happened uh, you know, is, last this week. Is, that This is dangerously close to math, right? <laughs> so I, I don't think that I can contribute. I don't have a flex capacitor or anything. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Or my slide rule. Well, well, as they the say, hindsight dandy. is twenty twenty one vision. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in 22. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's start our first point of discussion. We want to talk about things that you are proud of or best moments from 2021. Uh, we're just going to throw some stuff out there randomly. I asked you guys to come up with a list of things that uh, you were the most proud of or that were the best moments for you over this past year. Um, Merwin, you want to jump in and, and tell us a little bit? Well, those are two different moments. <laughs> things that I'm proud of versus best moments, per yeah. se. I'll let, me, let me get in some music for sure. you. Sure. I will let I will let the listening audience decide whether this was something I'm proud of or a best moment. But uh, we didn't actually get to discuss this too much on the um, on the podcast. But um, John Legend uh, visited uh, Toledo, Ohio, and that was certainly a week. <laughs> yeah, and um, certainly a, a very a memory that I will talk about and story that I'll share. And you know that 
a, a lot of things, a lot of balls in the air to juggle, and a lot of you know some some really cool kind of collaborative moments with his team and with the amazing team at the Toledo Museum of Art, and with some of my great friends and colleagues here at the Symphony, and all of the organizations that. TMA reached out to, and then um, the Bowling Green State University yeah. um, uh, Voices Choir, and so just that was that was a moment that I certainly will look back on yeah. and really. It, you say there's a story there, right? Yeah, I'm a sure I'll eventually tell? tell that okay. story, <laughs> but not today. You're not telling the story today. Oh well, <laughs> it'll become a legend. Well, uh, uh, we have something to look forward to. But I, I think I just heard a sneak peek of the story, though. If you listen very carefully to what Merwin just told us, is that he juggled during the John Legend concert. So I, I think if you were yeah. there, first of all, congratulations. It was a very difficult ticket to get, but I hope you appreciated the circus act. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Look forward to that. Vanessa, you want to say something? It's a little silly, but I really had fun with Alain Trudel's return. And we did a, a fun video of him pulling up and getting yeah. out of his car and then getting changed for the concert. And well, we didn't film that part. <laughs> um, <laughs> and coming out and, and walking on stage. And we got a lot of chuckles from the audience. And that was just really fun. And, you know, we kind of put together some of our learned video editing skills um, yeah. that we picked up this past year. And we just had a blast with it and it was cute so. this is like the perfect walk on music for Elaine right totally. yeah. <laughs> in that video absolutely it, I mean it captured his personality and the moment right. I think really well yeah. I mean the overarching theme of this past year has been when are we going to get back to as close to normal as we can get to and when are we going to have people coming back into the concert hall again and and you saw a lot of that happening mm -hmm. zach you want to tell us about any favorite moments that that you're proud of in the past year just thinking about two things you both said if i can ruminate on those for just a second uh one having elaine come back with is I, I wrote it down as trudel returns he's uh, he's so important to us and you know, going through the entire 2021 season without him was so challenging. But then in May of 21, um, he finally got back to, to Toledo. And, and that's the concert that Vanessa is talking about. But I just remember how much um, our, our missing team member was was back, hearing him laughing in the office, mm -hmm. hearing um, him just inspiring people as 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 he collaborated with them and, that, and that's something that can't necessarily transmit over zoom and we t did a lot of zoom <laughs> trust me but um yeah I, I, that, that's a huge part of my 21 mm -hmm. yeah. um but but brad you just said something interesting about <coughs> thinking about the the video and how it aligned so much with his personality i think that 21 was also kind of the, the year where we were trying to figure out is it okay to laugh again? Are, are we coming back to normal? Is this is this a good environment? Is this a, a fearful environment? Is this even a happy environment? And right. you know, I think as we look back on that year, that'll be the year of, of massive transition and, 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 and getting our feet back on the ground, not just as an organization, but as a people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So. And hard to like keep reading the room when the room is constantly changing. You That's know? right, yeah. It's yeah. like walls don't exist. There might not even be a floor. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I want to do uh, the first round of this quiz, and this gives us an opportunity to go back and reminisce a little bit on some of these former um, episodes that we had during this past year. The first one I've got here is from the episode Strings from the Silver Screen. You remember that? Where we had conductor mm -hmm. Enrico Lopez-Yanez. Mm -hmm. I was not on, on that show, so if I get this wrong... 
and use it against me. <laughs> okay. This was a Mozart movie quiz that I did. Oh, Amadeus. Yeah, so I gave three. Uh, I gave... No, you're behind already, Zach. How I gave, could he have I, gotten I, the I, question wrong before the question was answered? <laughs> I gave three different <laughs> clues as to what this That's film was. That's how bad was. I am. And then you answer with the name of okay, the film. Okay, got it, yeah. All right. This film featured an Oscar-nominated score by Elmer Bernstein, which mm. was based on The Marriage of Figaro. And and actually, if you know this one, go ahead and say it. It was originally meant to star Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. A comedy about an upper-class commodities broker and a poor street hustler. What was it? Two words. Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. Anybody get it? Nobody got it. Trading Places. Remember that film? No. And it's about Mozart? Well, I mean, this is a Mozart movie quiz, so Mozart's music was used in the soundtrack, right? Got it. Yeah. Okay. Nobody got that one. All right. Still. Our second one, fantasy music. It'd be really funny if one of these two got that correct in the actual podcast. I hope you Yeah. I don't remember for sure who got it right. Do you guys remember if you were even in this podcast? That question is not familiar to me, so I don't think I was. Yeah. The sad thing is I think I was there. (laughs) Yeah, I think you were there. I think you were there for this one, too, which was a fairy tale quiz when we did the fantasy music episode. Nancy Lendrum was the guest. She's the uh, principal harp at TSO. Okay, here is the one question from the fairy tale quiz. The title character is named for a type of salad greens. Remember who this is? It was... Their name, very well-known name of a fairy tale character, actually means salad greens, a type of salad green. Okay, they were raised by a witch, and they have really long hair. Who would Rapunzel? that be? Rapunzel. Yes, Rapunzel. That's a salad green. Yeah, evidently a Rapunzel, is some kind of salad green. I think you made that up. I may have made that up. Okay. <laughs> Our next, so that one goes to Zach. All right, Zach is ahead by one. <laughs> Excellent. Way to start the year. <laughs> Remember when we had uh, William Eddins on the second oh, yes. time? Yeah. Yep. He was great fun as a uh, a guest on the the podcast. We did a Beethoven beer quiz mm-hmm. for that episode, <laughs> right? So I'm going to take one of the random questions from that Beethoven beer quiz. Okay. This is multiple choice. Beethoven's teachers in Vienna were Haydn and Albrechtsberger. Which two states did not legalize home brewing until 2013? <laughs> was it Was it Mississippi and Alabama? <laughs> was it Tennessee and Georgia? Or was it Colorado and Utah? Which of those pairs of states did Colorado not and Utah. legalize? Colorado and Utah is no. That's a no. I'm going to go with the Mississippi one. Mississippi and what? Was it Alabama? That's right. Yay! Yes, Merwin. I remember because I got I guessed Colorado and Utah the previous time. <laughs> so Merwin gets that one. I Excellent. love that quiz because you disjointed them so beautifully. Yeah. Statement about Beethoven, unrelated question about beer. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. Vice versa. We did that as well. Okay. Our next one and final one for this round, uh, the podcast episode, was for the concert To the Moon and Back with mm-hmm. John Morris Russell, conductor of the, uh, what is it? The Cincinnati, Cincinnati Pops. Pops. Yeah, conductor of the Cincinnati Pops. T- took over for uh, Eric Hunsel after he passed. Was that the quiz? Yes, that okay. was the quiz. All right, goodbye, right. everybody. Thank you. See you next week. So this was our Valentine's Day episode, mm-hmm. right? So we mm-hmm. had a Valentine's Day quiz. 
This was the more complicated question from that quiz, okay? The Valentine quiz. You have to match the color of the rose, the color of rose, to their meaning. So there are six different colors of roses. Black, white, blue, lavender, yellow, or green. So we're going to go through, and you're going to tell me which color belongs to which meaning. Okay, so there are several opportunities here to get points. Can you repeat the colors? Black, white, blue, lavender, yellow, or green. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll read through the list of what they each color stands for, and then you just put what color you think next to the... Sorry, I have seven. Do you have seven? One, two, next three, four, list. five, six. Black, white, blue, lavender, yellow, green. Oh, I added red for some reason. Yeah, we're <laughs> not doing red. It's Valentine's Day. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what the red rose stands for. Okay. These are these are these are non-red colors. Okay. A heart unacquainted with love. Which color is that? Unacquainted with love. Okay. Do we blurt this out or do we write it down? No, just write it down. Jealousy and infidelity. Which was actually the old meaning. Now it means friendship. Right. Okay. Mystery and intrigue. What color is that? Love at first sight. What color would that be? Rejuvenation of spirit. What color is that? And rebirth and new beginnings. What color is rebirth and new beginnings? Okay, so you've got all of those. We'll go back to the beginning. We'll just see if you got any of these right, okay? A heart acquainted with love, unacquainted with love is the color white. Yay. Anybody got that? Ding. Zach. Okay. Jealousy and infidelity. The yellow. old meaning. Now yellow. it means friendship. That's yellow. Everybody get that? Mm-hmm. You got it, Vanessa? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, mystery and intrigue was blue. Yes. <laughs> you both got that? Mm-hmm. Erwin and Zach. Vanessa, yes. did you get that? No. Nope. Okay, love at first sight was lavender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oops. Anybody get that? Zach, did Zach got that one? Nope. No, nobody. No, I didn't get it. Okay. Hey, that one is, is blue. All right, rejuvenation of spirit is green. green. Yay. Yep. Yeah, did you get that, Vanessa? I sure didn't. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Rebirth and new beginnings. The only color black. left on the board is black. Did not get that. Did we get black? Just Zach? Zach got black? Okay. Yep. One, two, three, four, five for Zach. One, two, three for Merwin. No, that doesn't make that sense. That doesn't make sense. No, I had to get something backwards. I had mystery, was lavender, and blue. I, so I think I have I have four. Um, mystery and intrigue was blue. Did you get that one? No. Oh, I had you listed as heavy. I think I said yes, but I, I, I'm wrong. I can't. <laughs> That's the mystery part. All right. <laughs> Did he get it? Did he I'll not? Give you a lavender flower and we'll find out. So you got one, <laughs> two, three. So four. Zach got four. Yeah. And Merwin got three. Yeah. So right now Merwin is at four and Zach is at five <laughs> for the whole quiz. That won't last long. And that Sorry, was guys. that was just for the first round. Excellent. My New Year's resolution was to guess less, and that just tumbled <laughs> down the wayside at this point. That's right. You said you were going to guess less and, and listen more. I was guessing all over the place with those roses. <laughs> yeah. Well, you listened to me get the answers. Oh. At least that's, you know, part of listening. Let's talk about some of the our favorite episodes of Symphony Lab over this past year. I know you guys picked out some of your favorites, and I got some clips here 
Um, before that, let's talk about some of the episodes that, that I don't have clip excerpts from. Uh, Merwin, you gave me a couple of different uh, options here, and one of them was when we had Chelsea Tipton on. Mm-hmm. Did, why, why did you uh, go for that one? Well, I thought it was a really great chance for us to speak about some of the very important strides that we had made, as well as, and more importantly, the strides that we needed to continue making, kind of on the path of making the orchestra kind of more diverse, more equitable, more inclusive. Yeah. But there was this one specific moment in the podcast, which I thought is almost a historic moment, really. And it was the first time that Alain's daughter, Madeleine, um, <laughs> made her appearance on the soundboard. Um, she had she'd appeared, you know, kind of, you know, on on, on the on the radio in show real before, life, in real, she, in real time. But yeah. then you integrated her into the fabric of the show. And here it is. Good job, guys. Aww. That's one. And then I had another one. This this is the, you know, the stinger if we don't do as good of a job. Guys, make a new rhythm. And that. <laughs> I hope and, you know how much that is around the office. And we say yeah. all of those things. And, and those it, it's the pregnant pause d- in between, you can do better than, than that. that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> totally. It's like the catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. it is. The yep. Symphony catchphrase. Those are great. What well, now, Vanessa? What were your favorite, uh, your favorite moments? I really enjoyed having Kareem Rustam on yeah. the show. Um, yeah. Just hearing his stories um, about his upbringing and his time in Syria and how that made it into his music. I, I just, I loved every single minute. I could have listened to him talk for days. Yeah. It was Kareem really Rusum, the, the composer, mm-hmm. we should say, for folks who didn't catch that concert or that episode. This would have been in, I think, early to mid-November. Yeah. 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 Just a wonder, wonderful conversation. Absolutely. Not very long ago. I, I mean, it's so unusual to get a living composer talking about their music, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like the kind of situation where you can say, "Well, I really think you meant to do this." You know, <laughs> you have to, you you take from them what they have to offer. And in his case, he had such a compelling story and thought process that went into this extremely, extremely literary-minded piece of music—a mm-hmm. clarinet concerto on the surface—but mm-hmm. really had a story to tell. And I think that we, we you know, we talk about trying to bring people you know behind the scenes of classical music and to be able to not just hear him speak about his inspiration but to actually go into in inside the composer's workshop really to hear him talk about trying to find the right percussion instruments mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. to be able to like to, to if, if you were able to listen to the podcast and then go to the concert to hear those sounds and realize oh my gosh he did that by filling a sink in the basement and yeah. you know and and putting together wood salad bowls together yeah. a basement of a percussion player that i happen to know That's that right. was so cool <laughs> yeah also creepy but okay um <laughs> folks have to they have to go back and listen to the podcast to get that it ab- uh, but it absolutely is worth it yeah that was, was on my short leaves like bob or something like yeah, that bob. That's yeah like bob right. That's yeah bob so if anybody wants to go back it was the november 3rd podcast and and that was on my short list too i just remember thinking how um, how elegantly and eloquently Kareem spoke about his music, mm-hmm. and and I don't want to say that that's a surprise because he's a wonderful composer, but it's not often that you have somebody who can speak about their craft in a way that um, 
um, still suggests that there's some mystery to the work that happens. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the, the listeners will think that you know, there's, there's a lot of magic that goes into composition. And, and sometimes it could be highly technical. But what I walked away from that conversation with was just a, a very sincere um, sense of, of Kareem as a, as a person, but also the, the, the magic and the importance of music to him. Yeah, completely. I want to listen to one of our clips uh, from one of the shows. I know Vanessa, you and Merlin both uh, mentioned the the podcast that we did with Nick Kendall from Time for Three. (laughs) And a lot of great stuff on there. And Nick was such a good sport to come on and really, really share with us. Yeah, Zach, you have something to say? Before we do, I I, I was not on this episode. I feel like I missed a lot of good ones this year. Um, They're all good ones. But... (laughs) I, uh, I I listened to this episode uh, while out on a, a morning run, and oh. I had so much fun listening to it. And it was it was a it was a longer podcast than I had planned to jog, <laughs> but I made <laughs> I was having so much fun listening to it. Just like I was the guy on the UT Parks Trail laughing out loud uh, as 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 normal people walked by, but. Um, I went on a longer run. I extended the run, so I got to the halfway point of the, the <laughs> podcast, and then I, I turned around and, and ran back. But it was it was just a delight, and I, I was so impressed with that that episode. Here's the the clip where um, Nick is talking about putting time for three together. Now I want let's switch gears a little bit. I'm going to bring back this this oh, lovely no. music because I want to hear about <laughs> time for three. Your involvement with time for three. I mean, this started at Curtis, right? It did, but why are you playing Pachelbel's Cannon when you're introducing Time for Three? Well, it's the only thing I got. Hang on. Hang on. I can actually play you guys. I don't know if I have permission to play this or not. Oh, you can play that, yeah. This is one of your songs. Oh, nice. This is, yeah, this is one of our latest tunes. Um, Well, yeah, we started... We started at Curtis. I mean, we were we were at, at this time when um, a lot of us, especially in this country, but obviously all around the world, you know, when you're a young person and you're going to a, a public school, in my case it was a private school, but you have friends listening to a bunch of other styles of music, other genres, and you come from this super focused, kind of like a genre that you don't really understand as a young person because, you know, you just are into you know the hip and cool stuff um we were all three of us have this similar story where we were practicing many many hours this class quote-unquote classical genre right but that all of our friends were listening to nirvana and Mm -hmm. like i said like i grew up outside of dc and it was a really rich hip-hop community and there was also a wonderful bluegrass station on wamu 88.5 here in dc um and I was listening to all of that. And so in order to fit in with our friends, we would do, you know, we, I had rock bands. Um, Charles Yang, who's in the band now, he was in a blues band in high school. Renan actually got introduced and fell in love with music through the language of jazz. Um, so it was a real means to connect. And, and quite honestly, Brad, I mean, you know, Vanessa and Merwin know this, but in the last 20 years especially with the internet but in the last 20 years there's this huge wave of creative artists who are weaving in their with with the great masterworks are weaving in the things that they want to play mm-hmm. it yeah. isn't it's going away from this genre being it's supposed to be something to more about the creative the creativity 
celebrating the rich history, the rich heritage that this music comes from, but also celebrating the moment and those two paired together. And that's really cool. I love that he recorded his own audio and, yeah. and how clear it sounded. Yeah. It, that was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had him. I mean, he was on the phone with yeah. us, but uh, he sent me an audio later. It was like, hey, I, I got this recording of myself. If you want to use it. I That's was awesome. like, yeah. <clears throat> Sounds great. That's great. Because it, it really communicates, you know, more of his personality. Mm-hmm. And it it ties so well with the music. It's it's yeah. it's amazing yeah. that that was spontaneous. Yeah. But yeah. The, it just felt like the music was a soundtrack to what he was Truly. saying. and. I could feel the rises and falls with that, and I was like, I can't believe that this happened spontaneously. Yeah, yeah. it was really and, beautiful. And now I've got that song in my head, and mm-hmm. I, it's not going to go out for a while yet. <laughs> it's a good one. But uh, it's, it's great that we're able to connect with these different personalities that come mm-hmm. in and join the orchestra and offer their, their music to the community. And I would also like to point out that he is the only special guest who went zero points on the quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, that's partly why you were laughing so much when you were uh, listening to it. Well, he was very self-deprecating about it. And as somebody who's done that several times on this show... I'm I'm zero for zero at the moment. (laughs) It was was a quiz on famous trios. And it was like he wasn't old enough to know who the Marx Brothers were. (laughs) Yeah. Or the Three Stooges or whatever. I mean, I didn't give it a second thought. But, it was so you know, funny. That's what we do here. Let's do round two of our quiz. So who won that last round? Was it... Uh, Not me. Zach by one. Zach is up by an Okay. All right. And the uh, the contest continues now. Remember the postcards from Prague, a podcast that we did with Vinaya Parameshwaran, conductor. He came here and, and led that concert. We had a Prague quiz. Okay, and I have to change this a little bit. So, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, let me pull up a little music here. Yeah, that's good. It's quiz all music. about I the like bizounce today. This is an interesting thing. Here. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. Okay, postcards from Prague. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, Prague has the largest what in the world? The largest what? 426 feet wide. 230 square feet of land, 2 million visitors every year. Public park. No. Uh, Think medieval times. Uh, bridge. No. I'm not giving you any, any multiple choice, so you know we could be here all, all day. Duomo. Is it like a yeah. weapons museum? <laughs> no, it's not a weapons museum. No, Where it's a, just a castle. Uh, it's a castle. Medieval times. I'm not giving it to anybody. You know okay. what? That yeah. was not my next guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing that I put it out there then. All right. Well, we already talked about Chelsea Tipton, and he came here for a podcast called On Angel's Wings, which was the title of the concert that he did as well. Um, do you remember the, what the quiz was when we had Chelsea on? Because Chelsea has done so much work with Sting. We oh. had a Sting quiz, right? So which of the following jobs does Sting have before his music career? Was it a bus conductor, a school teacher, or a construction worker? A, B, C, D, or E? I think this is an all of the above. Yeah, it's all of the above. Yeah. That was pretty easy. Zach, I like how you jumped in there very quickly. So I have to give it as a tie. It's all right. Yeah. All right. (laughs) I'll take it. Okay. So uh, the next one, Russian Romantics with Timothy Chewy, great uh, oh, yeah. violinist. 
Timothy was or is from Canada, so we had a blame Canada quiz on that episode. <laughs> How did we do in that quiz? And, and the idea is, I don't know who won that quiz, <laughs> but we were outnumbered by the Canadians, I believe, in that. In Welcome that to quiz. my You world. usually are. Yeah. yeah. Everybody <laughs> in this room except you and me right now. So you had to invest. Uh, you had to invest. You had to guess. You had to guess who invented what. Uh, okay, let me start that over. <laughs> you had to guess. You had to guess the Canadian who invented an item. No, you had to guess which of these items in the list were invented by Canadians. Hey, Brad, okay. do, you, do, do you want to try that again? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think I got it out there. All right, blame Canada. Which, which invention was a Canadian invention? Yes. Hawaiian yes. pizza. Multiple choice. I'm going to give you three of these items, and you tell me which of the three were invented by. A Canadian, okay? Was it the garbage bag, the garbage disposal unit, or the garbage truck? And you get extra credit if you can tell me which one of those was was created first. Garbage disposal. Yeah, garbage disposal was created in 1927. Okay, so which of those three were invented by a Canadian inventor? The I'll bag, go with the garbage truck. Garbage truck would be mm. wrong. Wrong answer, Mr. Canadian. Okay, so you've got two left. Disposal unit or bag? What do you say, Vanessa? I'm going to say bag. The bag! Yay! Yay! They invented milk bags. Yeah. Invented in 1950 by Winnipeg inventor Harry Wasilek. The disposal unit was invented in Wisconsin by John Hams. Okay. Of course it was. Yeah, and the garbage truck was in 1937 by George Dempster in Tennessee. That's where we get the word dumpster from because wow. it was famously the dumpster dumpster, right? Wow. <laughs> that makes me happy on some level. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure which. We all learned something today. Actually, I'm going to turn off this music because I'm going to bring in another little show clip here for our next question. This comes from the um, the the what do you call it? The um, podcast? <laughs> St. Patrick's Day <laughs> episode. This comes from the St. Patrick's Day episode that we did uh, last year. And remember where we each had our, a leprechaun name? I assigned a leprechaun name to each of us. Now, you weren't there, Vanessa, so I did uh, get a leprechaun name for you. Oh, thank which you. Which I will unveil at the end of this oh. little clip here. But this is everybody getting their leprechaun name. We also had Keith McWaters from the symphony. Come on. <laughs> And join us he as well. He already has a leprechaun name. Well, because he has, you know, like a an Irish pedigree, obviously. So here we go with the uh, leprechaun names. So these are our leprechaun names, okay? I, I don't necessarily expect you to go by these names for the rest of the podcast. Oh, but I will, will be now. I'll just okay. say right now. I, I have no idea what it is, but that's going to be my name. All right. My name is, you know what? Let me bring in a, a little bit of music here. Okay. <laughs> My leprechaun name is Tweedle Greentooth. Tweedle okay. Greentooth. Well, that's what we call you anyway, so... Tweedle Greentooth, yes. You should really go see your dentist. Zach, <laughs> your, middle, your middle name. Your, middle, <laughs> your leprechaun name is Little O'Gold. <laughs> little O'Gold? Little O'Gold. Oh, that's a short joke if I ever heard one. <laughs> Keith McWaters, your leprechaun name is... Keith McWaters. No. <laughs> Your leprechaun name is Twitchy McPixie. I like that. Twitchy McPixie. I'm keeping it. 
Yeah. Can I get a name tag? Is this, is this, can you get that? Yes, I should have done the name tag. So well. Merwin, you are, shall henceforth be known as Mini Twinkle Toes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Was it Mini M I N I or Mini? Mini M I N I. I love it. And we saved Enrico for the last one. Your leprechaun name, Enrico, is Weebit Pot Filler. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, you would definitely come in handy during, oh, you know. Well, let's maybe just move on from that. In the winter. <laughs> pot filler. I'm thinking of pothole filler, right? Oh, that's where you were going. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was a bedpan joke. Or yeah, I was going there too. Yeah. Wow. All right. Oh, I can't wait. A little slice of our St. Patty's Day uh, special there. I forgot also we had Enrico Lopez Yanez, the conductor on that episode as well, by mm-hmm. phone. So that was a fun episode. We did have a St. Patrick's Day quiz. I'm going to tell you your name in just a minute, Vanessa. Okay. Okay, our St. Patrick's Day quiz. What do leprechauns traditionally make? Is it gold, pipes, or shoes? One, two, or three. A, B, C. Shoes. Shoes. Yeah. Totally shoes. Who got that? Zach Merwin? Zach did you got Vanessa. Vanessa. I did. You got Vanessa? Did. Did. Yeah, we did. did we said at okay. the same time. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Vanessa's on the board. Zach <laughs> is still in the lead. Vanessa, I think I got one no. Mm-mm. You got one. On so the here's your here's you your got Irish the, uh, name. The g- garbage bags. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. Got oh, yes. You got another okay. one. Well, I'm not keeping track. I, I rarely keep track of <laughs> this. Oh, he never wins. As we all as we all know. Okay, so <coughs> Vanessa, you shall henceforth be known as Sprinkles O Knuckles. <laughs> Sprinkles O Knuckles. That's hard to say. Sprinkles O Knuckles. And I did do Elaine's name just on the off chance that he would be here, but he's not, so we can totally say it. Uh, Elaine is Greeny O'Shivers. Okay. Okay. That's such a Canadian name. (laughs) Yes. It's a a Canadian St. Patrick's Day. Wait, aren't you Tweedle Greentooth? I am Tweedle Greentooth. And he's Greeny O'Shivers? Yeah. So your celebrity crush would be Tweedle (laughs) Greeny O'Shivers. Something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, sprinkles. Wow, sprinkles and knuckles. I feel like that would be the tough leprechaun who would be like sprinkles and knuckles. Y- you, you would you would not want to cross sprinkles. Yeah, totally. Or else you'll get knuckles. Or, or, or knuckles to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no sprinkles, no knuckles. We'll, we'll try to avoid both of those during feel the like course of the podcast. Feel like you're ordering today. a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> the leprechaun special. <laughs> no sprinkles, no knuckles, especially knuckles. We don't want any knuckles on that. You that know, but th- this talk of food does make me think back to that wonderful episode we did uh, before Thanksgiving with uh, Mary Bellew. And oh yeah, I never walked out of the studio more hungry <laughs> than I did then. Totally. Mm. Yeah. yeah, a lot of great recipes there, which I haven't tried. But and cocktails. And cocktails as well. I haven't tried those either, so hoping to uh, maybe next Thanksgiving, you know, we can roll around and see how we did, right? <laughs> okay. Zach, let me ask you, let, let's get back in discussion mode here <coughs> and sorry, talk I'll a little bit more I'll about focus. The, some of the stuff that went on in, in 2021, because, mm-hmm. you know, this is ostensibly best of 2021. So, you know, what can what can you talk about that happened that you are proud of or maybe something that happened in the classical music world, just something that made a lasting impression on you over the past year? 
Well, on a couple levels, you know, I have some reminiscence. Um, the 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 thing that we really saw happen in this industry was, um, I think, the reawakening of of music and and entertainment, and that happened differently in different parts of the country and in different cities and within organizations. So um, it was one of those moments when I think you know, we got to look around. Certainly, in the twenty twenty one phase to uh, season to to think about uh, the role we were we were really carrying as a torch for a lot of people who were missing orchestras in their own hometowns, and we saw so much engagement on our streaming platform because of that. You know, people from almost every state in the country and thirty uh, plus countries around the world were watching our performances, and you know, it just kind of created that opportunity to in a vacuum play for the world and that's an enormous responsibility but it's something i think our musicians did with incredible grace mm-hmm. and um, i was i was very proud of that and i remain very proud of that but then as as we come back into these normalish days where things are more familiar you know we get to see some of the conventions that we had last year uh, relax, uh, but you know, for good reasons. You know, we we've taken a lot of precautions, but seeing the orchestra come back together and literally come closer together, um, removing some of the distancing requirements, and uh, and doing so because we we've taken a lot of precautions and and safeguard a lot of our musicians. But hearing the additional musicians that that could create space for on the stage, hearing the low brass come back hearing the color palette of the orchestra kind of return um it just it it it, it made me um have just very emotional responses to this and I, and I think what i'm trying to say very clumsily here is that um the entire experience of of that covid season um helped us to endure but then on the other side of of that endurance I think music matters differently to me than it did three years ago, two years ago. And at the first Masterworks in September of 21, hearing (coughs) um, uh, Enigma variations, which I'll admit here, and and anybody who's listening, please don't tell anybody this, um, Enigma variations is not one of my favorite works, but I think I cried it three times <laughs> through that yeah. piece. Yeah. And it was paired so beautifully with, with photographs and, and quotes from the community. Um, and then uh, the performance after that with Rosenkavalier and the Wagner songs. Um, I, I feel like I've just cried. I, I just keep getting moved to tears. And uh, it's just, you know, I think we're we're so hungry for this and we remain so hungry for this. And we've all been through so much that... Um, it really that 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 tonal palette has just been been hitting me in some really personal ways. So, well, we've always talked on this podcast about the difference between a live performance mm-hmm. and listening to a, a recording. The fact that you can be there with a community and be experiencing the music as it happens. I think that experience, that process, has obviously taken on a whole new significance and importance to audiences, not just here in the Toledo area, but but everywhere, all over the globe. So I think as much as the performing arts community has suffered, it's also been put on people's radar as being more uh, needful than ever, as something that we really need in our Mm -hmm. lives. So I, I think... You know, kudos to the Toledo Symphony for, first of all, keeping the lights on in one form or shape or the other, 
during the pandemic, but also for emerging and doing so in a responsible fashion. And hopefully, you know, the the world is is going to follow suit with uh, everything that's going on. I'll I'll jump in because I think it's there's a little bit of an irony in the moment that I that that sticks out to me musically because very much the year is about how we've reconnected with audiences in person and how we I know certainly as a performer how much that means but I think for me personally um it's not something I can share too many details about but like the most meaningful performance for me was actually um, a virtual one um, that, and being able to do a small chamber music performance um, and realizing that music really is solace and healing um, then for, for friends during the past year, that this was really important. And I think even as we're kind of, you know, kind of speaking about what what Zach was talking about the kind of like increasing size and increasing scope and increasing numbers of people for me i still i i was looking back kind of through those memories of the of that year and that's the moment musically it was a string quartet in a hall with a camera and then you know knowing that that meant something to somebody who was you know yeah. mm-hmm. in an entirely different city yeah, the experience not only of the audience but of the musicians that you're speaking to is so important with everything that we've done. Um, I, I want to play another clip, and this kind of goes back to what Zach was talking about when we had uh, Mary Bill on talking about Thanksgiving and all the wonderful food. We had the great uh, singer Susan Platz come on. Mm-hmm. She did that wonderful performance of mm-hmm. Das Lied von der Erde, the Song of the Earth, <coughs> the symphony. Another tearful moment for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, it's Mahler, so, you know, that's that's your, right, there we go. There's your Mahler bell. Ma bell. One, one per episode. Um, <laughs> so Susan Platz, not just a fantastic singer, but also a foodie and somebody who published a cookbook and she talked about this and we had a little Mahler connection there. I want to play this clip here. So this cookbook is being published as we speak. Give us a, tell us some of the stuff that's in there. Like, like, you know, you got any good chocolate recipes in there? I do. Okay. So along with a lot of British classics like sticky toffee pudding and Battenberg and Mm. um, Bakewell tart, I, I have no idea what those came are. came up with a dessert, <laughs> and I've called it a Mahlerwürfel. <laughs> now, okay, I have to t- explain the background, which I do in the book. Um, a few years ago, my husband and I did a very nerdy Mahler tour to Europe, and we traveled around all of the composing cuts where <sighs> Mahler composed his music. That and we started our tour in Salzburg, and somebody had said to us, when you're there, all the shops have uh, Mozart Kugen, don't have the Mozart Kugen, go to this specific cafe and have something called a Bach Würfel. And Würfel translates to cube. So it was this little cube of yum. It was a layer of marzipan <laughs> and a sort of chocolate ganache and a liqueur ganache covered in chocolate. And it was heavenly. Mm. So when I came home, you can only get them in Austria. So when I came home, I tried to recreate this little dessert that we'd had. And 
I did something that I was pretty happy with. And so then when I wrote the cookbook, I wanted to include it. And I thought, well, I can't call it a box vessel because that's already taken. And I love Mahler's music, so I'll call it a Mahler vessel. And I added to it a layer of jam because apparently Mahler really liked his jam and he would have like a different flavor every day or something so um, that's one of my my proud moments but then somebody pointed out to me ironically (laughs) Werfel is spelled W-U-R-F-E-L and of course there's Alma Werfel so I was like oh I didn't name it Fearful, but it's fearful. So, anyway, that's my Marvel story. I was, was going to make that joke. I thought it might be marvelous. If anybody got any more Mahler. puns on Mahler, Mahler. I want to hear them. Mahler You could call. Oh, there we go. Mahler Merlade. That would be Mahler not Mar- Mar- jam, oh, there it is. but Mahler Merlade. Oh. Yes. Mahler <laughs> Yeah, definitely ring the Mahler bell for wow. for that little clip. Can well, you, you must have been a heaven, Zach. <laughs> I just I was I'm sorry I'm listening back through that and having you know this kind of rare moment to remember exactly what happened here. Uh, yeah, so so after the performance of Das Lied, I I, um, I was with Susan and and she gave me a small box and it was a little uh, brown paper box and uh, it had a it had a little uh, window in the top with a, um, a glimpse into the Malerverfel inside. And there was a sticker on the outside that said Mahler, and it closed and sealed the box. So she put a lot of effort into this. Wow. Awesome. And it might be the the coolest, certainly the most delicious, but the coolest president, er, president, <laughs> coolest present, sorry, uh, that that uh, anybody's ever given me. It was really uh, yeah. so uh, thoughtful. How that's, long did it That's last? so funny because I got like 15 of them. The, How long did your Mahler Verfeln last? Uh, the temptation was to eat them both in uh, the car ride home, but I was was sound enough of mind <laughs> to share them with my wife. But then I was going to say. She said, you know, you can have them. They're Mahler. So Aww. I did. <laughs> oh, so you had them both. I did. All right. Yeah. They well were played. They were wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Well played. I want to live my life in such a fashion that somebody talks about me for any reason, at any time, the way Susan Platts talks about Mahler-Verfel. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Find somebody who talks about you exactly. the way that... Hey, guys, I'm still not giving up on... Ma- 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 I can't even say it anymore. Mahler-Malade. Ma- 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 I'm going to make that. Mahler-Malade. Mahler-Malade. Of course, uh, orange. You don't want to yeah. say Mallard, though, because then that's like a duck thing, right? <laughs> Okay. Or Mahler confit, I guess. Mm. <laughs> I have no idea what his yes, feet were like. That means, yeah. yes. <laughs> With feet. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Please do. Okay. This is the last uh, the last installment of our quiz. Mm. All right. So get that music up here. Our little sneaky quiz music. This was from uh, the episode about Shakespeare called Musical Tales of the Bard. Musical Tales of the Bard and... and the quiz that we did was coined by Shakespeare, so I gave you three different words, and you would tell me which one of those was made up by Shakespeare, right? Mm-hmm. So if I said bump, lump, and blister, which of those was made up by Shakespeare? Bump. A bump, indeed. Yay! Oh, you remember this one. So that one goes to Zach. 
How about bedroom, kitchen, or dungeon? Bedroom. Bedroom. Yay! That goes to Merlin. All right, Vanessa, here's your chance. <laughs> Sausage, anchovy, or pepperoni? Which one of those came from a Shakespeare play? Sausage. No, sorry. <laughs> I think it's... Whoops. There we go. <laughs> is it, Was it pepperoni? No, sorry. Anchovy. Anchovy it is. Anchovy. Oh, no, no, Vanessa got it. <laughs> yeah, we'll give it to Vanessa. Yeah, it's okay. I don't, I don't need your... Pity points. Your pity, your pity yeah, anchovies. Pity, pity points. points. <laughs> okay. Forces of Nature. Remember Forces of Nature with Matt Killam from the Metro Park? Oh, I yeah, love that episode. I'm pretty sure I won yeah. this quiz. Yeah. We I'm did the collective sure. nouns let's quiz. Let's see if you do yeah. it again. Oh, yeah. you okay. ruled yeah. that quiz. I did. All right, let's put it to All the right. test. I, I couldn't get a word in edgewise. Yep. Three yep. of them here. Okay, so here I'm going to say what the collective noun is first, and then I'm going to say three different groups of animals. You tell me which group of animals is actually defined by that collective noun. Right. So a dray, a dray of turkeys, a dray of squirrels, or a dray of bats. Uh, turkeys, squirrels, or bats? Bats. No. <laughs> squirrels? Yeah! I should have gotten because I do love Flying squirrels. squirrels. Okay, a cast. <laughs> a cast of falcons, eagles, or hawks? Thousands. <laughs> a cast of thousands. Mahler 8. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> what do you say, Vanessa? Uh, falcons, eagles, or hawks? Falcons. Yeah. All right, Vanessa, your reputation is coming back online. Gee, thanks. All right. <laughs> a mischief. A mischief of mice, a mischief of moose, a mischief of meerkats. Mice, moose, or meerkats? Meerkats. Yeah. It's not mice. meerkats. It is mice. A mischief of mice. Oh, Vanessa, you got two out of three there. That's pretty good. All right, moving soliloquies with our friend Michael Lang. And we had named that soliloquy, right? So I had a phrase from a soliloquy, Shakespearean soliloquy. You had to name the play. So if I said, my mistress with a monster is in love, do you know what play that is? Taming of the Shrew. No. How about I kiss the walls whole, not your lips at all? Midsummer Night's Dream. Midsummer Yay! Night's Dream, yes, Merlin. Way to go. I'll give you one more of these. Listen to many, speak to a few. I think that was Merwin's New Year's resolution. <laughs> I was just thinking it was our podcast. Merwin gets a point for that. Okay. Yeah. There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Hamlet. Yes, that is Hamlet. Yay! Once again, Merwin fulfilling the prophecy of <laughs> who shall win the quiz. Okay. I'm still behind on this one. I think I am fulfilling the prophecy our, entirely right. Our last question, art and music collide. Remember that? That was when we had Mike Deach on mm-hmm. from uh, Toledo Museum of Art. And they also had this bird exhibit going on at the uh, art museum. So the quiz was an Ornithology 101 quiz. Which of these statements is true about flamingos? They eat with their heads upside down. They lay one egg per year, but they can live as long as a human. A, B, C, D, or E? I'm going to go with A. A? A? Uh, Well, we were in concert. (laughs) No, I was there. Keep trying. (laughs) All of the above. It is all of the above. I do think living as long as a human is kind of a very... (laughs) 
Well, I mean, in exact science. there's a wide, a wide range. <laughs> there is definitely a wide range. There. No, but but okay. For an example, there was a flamenco in Australia. Wait, a flamenco or a flamingo? A flamingo. <laughs> okay, those are very Australia. different things. Yeah, so I had an Australian accent, South Australia. Okay, and an eighty. There was an eighty-three-year-old flamingo Aww. that lived in Australia. But how was his flamenco? <laughs> Well, you know, if, if we were on TV, I could show you, but we're on radio, so I just... Wait, did you just shoot me the bird? Do a, a, do a, little, <laughs> do a little flamenco. I just saw a video on Instagram of a baby flamingo learning how to stand on one leg for the first time, and it was so cute. Really? I mean, was it just trying on its own, or yeah. was there a, a mother trying to help it? Uh, uh, there, there was another. There was an adult around. I don't remember if the adult was providing any assistance or encouragement, but it yeah. didn't matter. It was cute. Fascinating. I want to talk to that 83-year-old flamingo <laughs> to see what kind of life it's had. <laughs> exactly. Tell us about some flamingo history. <laughs> Well, well, let's see here before I, the war. I remember <laughs> when I first learned to stand on one leg. <laughs> this idiot with the camera kept taking video of me. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. We got anything else we want to talk about? <laughs> Actually, I do have one more clip, and it's a, a nice way to wrap up. I'm not even going to touch trying to go through and figure out who won this quiz because I've got so many M's and Z's and a few V's <laughs> mixed in here. That uh, All the V's stand for Vassar. Just yeah, so you know. yeah. exactly. <laughs> We're going to run out of time, but I do have one more clip, and this comes from the episode that we did uh, last summer. It was at the end of last season, but still in the middle of 2021, called Where Do We Go From Here? Mm-hmm. When your your friend Jeff from Saul came and joined us. Jeff is, uh, is the executive director Spokane. Of, of the Spokane Symphony. Uh, you guys knew each other from before, and you had a conversation about, you know, what do we do now at the end of this last season, mm-hmm. right? Um, Zach, you had some stuff to say towards the end, so I, I just want to play that as sort of as we as we go out here. Um, where do you see things, let's say, a year from now? You know, if a year ago today you were asked, where would we be a year from now? You know, would you see yourself where we are? Um, let's move that down one more year. Vanessa's over there with her slide rule trying to figure out what I'm talking about. I was told um, there'd be no math. Yeah. If you, uh, okay. Let's just uh, say goodbye. See you next week. <laughs> everybody, everybody, just, just Kanto, quickly tell, tell us where you see us a year from now. Well, you know, if I think about where we are right now, uh, 12 months ago, I would love to have been where we are right now. I think we've kind of shot beyond the 12-month vision. I think we've we've done a lot this year. I think it's exhausted us for all the reasons we've talked about today. Yeah. A year from now, um, if I had to put my bet out there, I'd say that um, we will prove ourselves to be much more elastic than we expect. And we've shown that elasticity through the last year and all the ways that we've adapted. But I think we will actually want to spring back very quickly to uh, to our, our before times. But the after time is going to be different because we're all going to take a little bit from uh, from this time. So... I think that we will be doing performances. I think we'll have many more people in the hall. I think we will see ourselves also thinking about our community and our case much differently than than we have, uh, even though those are things that we often talk about. Uh, but I think this is going to give us a very sincere, incredible way 
to address the art form and, and, and address what we are responsible for in, in, in the Toledo area. Very nice. So, Zach, uh, 2022, Zach, do you agree with 2021, Zach? I do. I do. I, I, I do. I, I feel like we've, you know, we, 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 we all took something away from isolation and um, in the way that we all want to run out and, and, and get back to where we were, but, but we're not all racing at the same pace. Um, I think that there's, there's a lot more that we can and will do uh, but it is about community. You know, being so separated from one another and from all of our listeners for so long uh, it definitely creates that that sincerity of of, of re-engagement. is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes of our program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Remember, you can check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony by visiting their website at toledosymphony.com and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the TSO's streaming platform online at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Zach Vassar, Merwin Sue, and Vanessa Gardner. I'm Brad Cresswell, and you've been listening to Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.